afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Well, welcome everybody back to another brand spanking new edition of the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. I am the captain, Captain Chuckles. I got Mr. Christopher over here. And tonight we are we are on the line, the phone line this time. No video tonight, people, because our guest is driving. In transit. In transit. We have a, a a hometown brethren of myself, the big bad kaiju. We have O'Shea Edwards. Man, that's one of the best introductions I've ever got before in my life, man. That was awesome. Hell yeah. That's, All about that. That's what we do and and welcome, sir. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for having me. I was really looking forward to this, man. Uh, not not often it's like, hey, we're gonna do this at ten o'clock. And I'm like, that's fucking perfect. Let's do it at ten o'clock. <laughs> We, we, we are, are somewhat night owls, so 10 o'clock is, is good for us. We aim I'm, to I'm please. A, we aim I'm, to I'm please. I'm about that life. I'm so about that life. <laughs> so we really appreciate it. Uh, O'Shea is obviously with us tonight because we are building up to action wrestling, having two days and four shows going on, a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. Two in and two, two states. In two states. We're going to drive around. It's a whole lot we're, of craziness. We're sponsoring. The Bald Monkeys logo is going to be everywhere. Well, probably not everywhere, but most places. I am <laughs> probably going to be there causing trouble, so look out. But I will more, not be there. More importantly, we need to learn more about O'Shea Edwards, and we need everybody else to learn more about O'Shea. So, to start the interview, like we start everything, O'Shea Edwards what was a young O'Shea Edwards like? Whew. A young O'Shea Edwards was a fat, short, pudgy kid uh, who was, who was a, giant, a giant nerd. Um, I, I, I grew up on, like, uh, Saturday morning cartoons. And then when I got a little bit older, I say older, but, like, middle schoolish, uh, like, like elementary school, it was about, like, you know, Robotech on UPN, at four o'clock on Cartoon Network. Um, that was my shit. Like you couldn't tell me nothing as, as a kid. And so, um, like I was big on sports. Uh, my parents weren't—they weren't like super strict, but they were really like, "You're gonna do something. Like you're gonna do something." So mm-hmm. it was always—it was always sports. Um, so like in the fall it was football, in the uh, in the spring it was baseball, and then I spent like the winter and the summer pretty much like doing what, doing whatever I could just to kind of like get out of the house. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I was a uh, I had to sneak wrestling in as a little kid. I had to sneak it in. Uh, growing up, I was one of the rare ones. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a rich kid, but I had a TV in my room, and everybody like wigged out. You got a TV in your room? I'm like, yeah, man. We got we got cable. You got cable? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I had that old TV where if you push like nine nine, you get the squiggly porn channel, and it's oh, like yeah. I think 
I think that's a titty. I think that's a titty. Uh, but, um, I've been there. I've been there, brother. I've been there. <laughs> um, but growing up, man, like, so I had to sneak wrestling. I had to sneak it in, so I got a little older. Um, and then, like, my parents kind of like, look, he's going to do it anyway, so you might as well let him do it. Um, I tell people, people used to ask, like, what's, like, my earliest memory? And, and my earliest memory is, um, like, I'm originally from New York. Um, but I kind of, I was raised in Atlanta. Um, my parents split up when I was little. My mom moved to Georgia and like my dad stayed in New York. So every summer I go to see him. Like those are my summers. I spent, I spent time with him. So I just started getting into wrestling. He goes, what do you want to do this summer? And I was like, dad, I want to see wrestling. And he looked at me as if I had another head going on the side of my neck. And he was like, <laughs> you want to do what? And I was like, I want to go watch wrestling. And he's like, what kind of wrestling? And I was like, w- it's not like WWF wrestling. And he looked at me like, what do you know about that? And I just went on this tangent of just like, I know this and I know that. Da, 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 da. And like, he was like, if you want to go, I'll take you. I was like, for real? <laughs> he was like, yeah. So it was my first trip ever to Mass Square Garden. And oh. it was, yeah, right? Eight years old. I have no clue where I'm at right now. I'm just going in New downtown, New York City, like whatever. We're like upper deck house show, and my dad spent all this money for like a seat, and I'm pretty sure I sat on like the edge of it the entire night. Um, I was going insane, like I was losing my mind. It, it was great. Um, growing up, boy, I'm about to date myself, but whatever. Like my favorite <laughs> wrestler at the time was Ahmed Johnson. Like that was right. my dude. That was my dude. And to see him in person for the first time, it blew the back of my head off. Like, what? This dude is – like, I looked at my dad. My dad's a big guy. Like, my dad's bigger than me. I was like, Dad, can you beat him up? And he looked <laughs> at him and looked at me and goes, I don't think so, man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was the greatest time of my life as a kid. Like, it was the greatest time of my life. Um. You know, as I grew up, I got bigger into it, you know. Um, I was a big WCW kid, real big WCW kid. Probably because, like, I had a bedtime growing up, you know. So I had to be in bed by, like, 10.30. Well, Nitro was over at 10. Raw didn't go off to 11. So I had to go to school on Tuesdays, and after all my friends who were allowed to stay up, like, hey, what happened? Because like, <laughs> you didn't watch it? Man, let's not talk about that right now. Just tell me what happened. <laughs> And um and then you know from there it just kind of grew up and kind of did whatever um but yeah as a kid man that was that was it dude I didn't really I played sports because I was big but I didn't really like it like I loved football but I wasn't in love with football I was just naturally mm-hmm. good at it and mm-hmm. and so but it wasn't anything I wanted to do for a living like I just, I just didn't um I just did it so I can go to college. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. It's like, y'all gonna pay for it? Yeah, I'll play. Sure, I guess. Whatever. Um, but growing up, man, that that was me in a nutshell, man. I, I was, I played with Legos, um, GI Joes, you know, the whole the whole thing. Like, I was a real creative kid. Like, I drew a lot. I still do this day. Like, I just, I had my, I had all these sketchbooks where I just drew. That's all. Just, anything popped in my head, I just, I just drew it out, sketched it out. And like I said, even now as an adult, I still do it. Like if it's a dot in my head and I have a pen and piece of paper, I'm going to sketch it out. That's awesome. I, the the fact that your first like live wrestling event was yeah. Madison Square Garden <laughs> is awesome. And yeah, man. my first live wrestling event was also 
at Madison Square Garden. Dude, did we just become best friends? I think we did. I mean, and you mentioned Legos. Legos. So. You mentioned Legos, which is like Chuck's thing. So that's like. <laughs> I really do think we became best friends. Just like that, we became best friends. <laughs> Boom. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> so, O'Shea, you, you mentioned Ahmed Johnson, and I'm interested, like, besides Ahmed Johnson, which obviously was a great – I love – you didn't date yourself. You just made yourself sound that much cooler, to be honest, because <laughs> I, I always love when people pull out, uh, like, a wrestler that not everybody talks about mainstream. Right, and, right. And Ahmed was awesome, you know, coming out with the bright red tights and just being Man. that bulky guy. Like he was, he was one of the first really big guys to start just powerhousing people back in the right. in the nineties or so, right? Yeah, so, yeah. who else was there? Was there anybody else that stood out to you that got you really psyched about wrestling, or um, even even got you to the point where you were like, "Man, I want to be like him," or maybe I could do what he does? Right. Um. Like I said, so when I was younger, it was like real Ahmed Johnson, you know, all that good stuff. But like I said, as I was growing, I was so big on WCW. Man, mm -hmm. so Booker T was my guy. Like Harlem Heat, Booker T, Stevie Ray, man, those were my guys. I tell people all the time, like, man, from, from the hours of 8 to 9, you had me. 901, <laughs> I could give a shit about it. Like, eh, I don't care. Like, who who cares? It's whatever. Um, like, so, like, Booker T, like, Stevie, Stevie Ray were really big. And then on the flip side, man, like, dude, Ron Simmons was my guy. Um, to the point where even my dad was like, what time he's called fruit. Even my dad was like, is that Ron Simmons? <laughs> and like, and I'm, I'm a kid. Go, no, dad, that's for root. Like, no, like, no, you little shit. That's Ron Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who's Ron Simmons? I'm a oh, kid. I have no yeah. clue. And then he showed me who Ron Simmons was. And I was like, oh. That's Ron Simmons. And ever since then, like, that's who he was. Um, I love the way, like, how, like, Ron, like, when he talked, you just, you shut up and you listen to him. He can say the alphabet. You will shut up and you will listen to him recite the alphabet. And then you will say, thank you for telling me the alphabet today. That he had that, he had that presence about him that I just absolutely adored. Um, the one thing I really loved, though, was, like, on WW was, like, was the Luchadors, the Cruiserweights. I loved them because they were so – it was such a flip on everything else that I watched. These guys were fast. These guys were precise. And it, it just – I don't know why it enamored me so much because I know in the second half of that show I'm not going to get this anymore. Like, it's going to be real slow, real methodical, and nine times out of ten, the NWO is going to come in and, oh, called it, whatever. Yep. Um and then, of course, like, when Goldberg popped up, like, you get swept up in it. You know, that was cool. But, like, there was always, like, man, like, watching Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio go was amazing to me. Nothing like, like I, it. Nothing like it. And then I think when they introduced Kidman, and I nearly crapped myself when I saw him do a shooting star press for the first time. I was like, what is that? Like, what was that? That was awesome. Do that all the time. I love this move. Because um, yeah. not, not to mention, WWF didn't have that at the time. So no. to me, that's what hooked mm -hmm. me. That, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what hooked me. Um, and then, of course, as I grew up a little bit more into, like, I, I, like, The Rock was always my guy. 
Like, as, like even now, like, I'd probably start crying if he called my phone. You know what I'm saying? He comes to the door. <laughs> I'll, I will fall on the floor and just start crying. Like, whatever. Um, when I was 16, my parents gave me tickets to Monday Night Raw in Atlanta. And they gave it to me on Christmas. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, what? Um, the game was like floor level, like the whole nine. Like they spent no – I was like, this is awesome. So Monday Night Raw, first time I've ever been. And I'm losing it. Like this is cool as hell. Everybody's so big. And they go to commercial. It's no big deal. And then um, – like so I got to see the Dudley Boys, who I love at the time, still do, um, you know, Kane's bitch. Like it, 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 and I'll never forget it. And it's I didn't say but all of a sudden on Rock's music until that moment. Because I, I I kid you not, I went deaf for like maybe three seconds. I couldn't hear anything. It was that loud. And that was the point where I was like not so much I want to be a wrestler, but, like, I want that. Like, yeah. I want that moment where something that's mine hits and the place just shits itself. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> like, that, that everybody was on their feet. Everybody's on their feet. It's like 30,000 people in a Phillips Arena all just standing. One. I'm just like, I am in, like, what is happening right now? This is amazing. And he, he, you know, he did all, you know, he did what he does best, whatever. And he just had the crowd. And I was like, I, I want that. I don't know what it is, but I want that. And it's such a feeling to get that once you get it the first time, it's like chasing the dragon. You're just, yeah. you're just going after it. I want it again again because that feeling is indescribable but if you felt it man you know exactly what i'm talking about exactly what i'm talking about and like so somebody like hey man explain it to me and i told him i was like you remember like i was like i told people like youtube nba playoff buzzer beaters or march madness buzzer beaters that is the closest you're going to get to it Mm -hmm. that one moment in time where everything in the world accumulates to that one moment and boom, the roof blows off. That's as close as you're going to get. And when it, I, yeah. Uh, it's, insane. it's amazing how passionate you're talking mm -hmm. about something that's happened obviously a few years ago. And it, it, you, you're, you're <laughs> reciting exactly what happened and, and, and you can hear it in your voice how excited you're getting right now just talking Ooh, about it. <laughs> I love this stuff, dude. I, I love it. It's in your it. veins, right? It it's is, just, man. It's it, in your it, veins. It's why. It is who I am, and I don't shy away from it. Like, I tell people all the time, I was like, hey, we got to talk wrestling. Sure you want to do that? Like, <laughs> I get pretty amped up, like, really fucking quick. Like, are you sure? You're like, yeah. All right, man, here we go. <laughs> here, here, here we go. You know what I'm saying? So, it, and I tell people something, I'm not the most knowledgeable guy in the world. Like, I can't recite every single match that happened in 1966. I'm like, I, I, I can't. Like, I, I don't. But I know what I like. I know, and what I like I know it. Like, I, I, I know it. Um, <clears throat> and so, like, for me, it's like you can't tell. Like, you'll never be able to say, oh, O'Shea's not passionate about what he does. This is a job to him. Oh, no, this is, 
this is more than just like a job to me. Like this is, this is who I am. Like this is what I've been wanting to do before I even know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And now that I have it, I'm like, it's going to be a cold day in hell the day I got to walk away. Like it, 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 it just is. So, you know, anytime I, anytime I get to talk wrestling or anytime I get to like, God's put me something. Hey man, did you watch it? What do you think? And I get to like express like, this type of love and passion I have for it because I want the guy next to me to get better. Like it drives me to get better because I always keep like a football mentality in the back of my head. Like I can give this guy all the advice in the world on how to get better. It's going to be up to him to do it. But if he does it in about a year, this kid's going to be breathing down my neck and I can't have that. So I have to work harder to keep the gap. If that, makes sense yeah. like not to be not to be a jerk but it's like no i gotta i gotta keep pushing forward because i'm no man this kid's trying to take my roster spot and i work too hard to give this roster spot up dog i gotta keep hustling i, keep, I gotta keep moving forward so any chance i get like to really like talk wrestling in depth like i get i get hyped really quickly you can hear it you can hear the excitement and the passion that you have you know for the industry in your voice, just talking about, you know, when, it, when, when you first saw a show, what you remember from, from some of the shows that you've seen. And, and I think, you know, sports is one thing, you know, you can, you, you have, everybody has a, a story if they're into sports about, you know, when they saw something live or this and that, but it's like a, sometimes it's a whole other level when you're talking about something that happened at a raw, at a SmackDown, at a pay-per-view, you know, even at a, at an independent show where something crazy ass happens and you're like, Holy shit. I was there that night that X happened. Right. Dude, these, these are such moments. And I, I told somebody all the time, I was like, Hey man, before I was an athlete, before I was a wrestler, before I was anything else, I was like, I was always a storyteller. Like, always a storyteller. And some of the best stories will always stick with you. Some of the best moments will always stick with you. And despite it all, like, I refuse to let wrestling get in the way of a damn good story. I refuse. Because at the end of the day, no one cares about what cool move you did. No, man, they, they want to know about the moments. Like, what was the moment for you? I have to, like, one of my favorite matches of all time is um, Monday Night Raw uh, Gold Rush. Sheldon Benjamin's uh, HBK. What the best match I've ever fucking seen. That super kick. Woo! <laughs> the super, the super, I knew exactly where I was going with that. Yep. It wasn't the match. <laughs> it was a super kick. It's a super kick. I, and here's the thing. Like, you can pick, you can pick matches here, but I challenge you to go back on YouTube Watch it, right? Get back to the point where that super kick's about to happen. There's a dude in the front row who is wearing a sleeveless, yellow, Hulkamania shirt and bandana. That dude pops so hard for that move. And I'm like, that whole match in front of 25, 30 was for that dude. That whole match, that dude right Like, though, from that one person, and like, dude, I want to create a moment that's just for you. 
everybody else wants to come along for it, bravo. But this is for you. Like that stuff, man. That's that. Mm, like right in that sweet spot, you know, when woo, that's good stuff right there. Like that. That's good shit. Yeah, man. Like that's good. That's a good shit right there. Yeah. Well, now before, before you got into the actual industry, I know that you played football in college down in Georgia, I believe. Um, yep. You also had a couple of other careers that you kind of hit. One of them being uh, a firefighter. What yep. what was what was life like before, you know, you got into the ring, and, and what was that point that you said, "This is what I got to do," and that what is wrestling? Um, so it was busy. Um, up until this point, like I've been a fireman for like fifteen years, so I my I identify being a fireman. Um, I love being a part of something that was bigger than me, you know. I thrive on chaos, not saying that I go around like setting shit on fire, but like, <laughs> I find peace in chaos because while the rest of the world's going to shit handbasket around me, I'm the only one with level head like, okay, like I got it. Not a problem. Like this isn't a problem for me. There's no big deal. Believe it or not, like when it's really peaceful, I get antsy. Like I'm like, like I don't like, I don't, I don't like this. Um, but in, I, I find peace in chaos. And at the fire department, that's what it was. Like, you go from zero to 100 very quickly um, and on, on, on a dime. Just, whoop, do this now. Okay, cool. Um, it wasn't till about maybe like my 10th or 11th year in where um, I kind of got out of wrestling for a little bit. It just kind of, it, it just wasn't my bad. It just wasn't appealing to me anymore. So I kind of took a break. And I kind of got back into it. And I was like, man, I really feel as if I can do this. Like, I feel like I can not, I feel like I, I, I can do this. I think about it enough. I think I can do this. Um, but at the time, like a lot of, a lot of schools around the area were like wanting like, hey man, it's five grand. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Do I get a – and I say five – I'm not – I use that number arbitrarily, but I'm like, do I get a car for that? Like, do I get a degree and a diploma? You know, I got college credit. Like, does that count? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of had to do a little searching, you know, kind of figure out what I want to do. And so my very first trainer, man, was Johnny Swinger. And uh, he had a – he had a um, – he had a class. He did like a one-off, like every other week. Like every week, like two days a week, he'd do a one-off, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I hit him up, and he was like, uh, this is like, in like close, close to Christmas, so they kind of like took a break. He's like, yeah, man, it's $20. Um, I'll run you the ropes. I'll show you the basics, da 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 And guys, you, you like it. You know, $20, drop it. I'm like, you can't beat that. Um, no so yeah, for awesome. yeah, So for like four months, man, I just showed up. I was the first one in, and I was the last one out. First one in, last one out. Like, you literally had to, like, pull me out. Because when I would tag in, do my stuff, I keep going, and like, as soon as I tagged out, I was trying to tag myself back in. Like, I, I didn't want to leave. Um, I did a few little Georgia rinky-dink shit shows here and there, you know, whatever, to see what it was all about. And then I came across some guys like, hey man, like, um, like where are you training at? And I told them like, you know, it's Atlanta, you know, kind of drive like hours of change, get out that way, da 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 da. And like, well, you know, Robert Gibson lives in Georgia, and I was like. No, I didn't. They said, well, he has a school, like, west of Atlanta. It's a shorter drive. And, you know, for guys who have been trained, it's about $20 dropping. 
oh, okay. Now, I don't consider my, I didn't, at the time, I didn't consider myself trained by any stretch of imagination, but for the most part, like, you could put me in the ring and I wouldn't shit the bed. Let me mm. put it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day I show up and Robert looks at me up and down and uh, he goes, uh, lock up with me. And from that point on, dude, he was like, you're doing this wrong. Okay. And then that, that's kind of that's how it went. So for the longest time, I was juggling firefighting and wrestling. And if I on shift a weekend, of course, like I wouldn't wrestle and, and this, that, and the other. So for years, man, it was me literally juggling like a, a full-time job, a part-time job, training and wrestling all at the same time. Because I, I, this is what I wanted to do. Like, I was, I, I really felt as bad an act for it. Um, you know, and so that's, that's what I did for the longest time. Um, and then, like, 2016, like, I got a chance to, like, try out. I think Ring of Honor had, like, a little camp. So I took some time off of work, and I went up there and did that. And, like, came back with the biggest fire underneath my ass that I've ever felt before. And, like, after, after like, October 2016, man, it was, like, it is on. And I just started hustling and just grinding as, as, as much as I could um, until it got to the point where, really, like you guys said before, like, I had to make a decision. Like, I enjoy being a fireman. Like, I really do. Like, I, I had rank. Like, I was a lieutenant. You know, I had my own truck. I had my own station. Like, I had a crew. I had a crew of seven guys. And we got it. Like we got, we were fucking cowboys. Like <laughs> we did, we did some shit that we don't even talk. Like hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that shit. Like we don't talk about that. But like it was one of those like, but we know, we know we shouldn't have did that, but we did it anyway. We didn't get trouble. We all went home. That's really all that matters. Um, but I knew I had a decision to make, and um, so me and my wife, we sat down and we talked about it, and um, we kind of came to this like, hey, if we're gonna do this. Like there's no. We, we can't half-ass it. Like, we got to go all in. And, and I'm like, you know, you know what that means, right? She's like, yeah, I know what it means. But we got to do it. Because if not, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And I'm like, that I will. And so, um, like, yeah, like, back in, like, 2019, we said, screw it. We just sold the house and left. <laughs> Damn, that, 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 the juggling of, of two careers and uh, it's just so much to, like, wrap my head around. Because I'm just thinking about like, I have some friends that are firefighters, so I know what the schedule is like. And, you know, we've, we've talked to plenty of wrestlers, so we know what that schedule is like. And the, trying yeah. to mix that, man, you, the drive and the, again, the drive and the passion that you have for this industry shows in every little aspect of, of your life going forward. Man, but I, 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 I say before, like, the 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 hustle the, the dream is free the dream is free the hustle sold separately we all had dreams you know everybody has oh i dream doing this i'm like what are you gonna do for it how much is it worth to you i tell people all the time i was like you can dream all day long you know but i i, I bet money right now that like what it's going to ask like the cost of it you ain't got it like it's not to be a dick but it's just like hey man like you, you may be coming up short, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. eh, I think that car's going to get declined on you because it's going to want so much from you. And if you're not ready to give it up, you know, it's, it saves a dream. It, it stays a dream. 
and that's and that's not me like you know knocking on on anybody and that's not me like you know um uh, I guess that's that's not me trying like to be mean to anybody you know but I'm like yeah it's it's the reality of it like the whole phrase that wrestling is for everybody no it's not <laughs> like no no it's not it is you not can... for my wife. She is like, mm, no, I'm not interested in wrestling. I'll listen to your interviews, but if you guys are just sitting around for an hour and a half talking about wrestling, mm, I, I chuck I'm out. out. Right, I'm out. But even still, like, you know, wrestling isn't for anybody. And I, I'm not saying it's not inclusive. No, it's very inclusive. I was like, but the dream is free. The hustle sold separately. There are some people who will hustle harder than the next guy. It, that doesn't mean he's still going to make it, though. <laughs> it, 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 just, it just doesn't, you know. And But you owe it to yourself to find out how far this thing goes. If this is what you want to do, you owe it to yourself. Because if you're going to sit there all day and wonder, oh, man, I could have made it if, I could have made it, but I'm like, man, then you didn't do it right. You, 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 didn't, you didn't do it right, man. So it, it became one of those things for me was, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm gonna do, and come hell or high water, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a level of success with this. What that level entails, like I don't know. Like, does that mean I'm on a, a, a main stage internationally? I don't know. Does that mean I become a regional guy? I don't know. Does that mean I become a national? Like, I don't, I don't know. But I know, regardless of the stage I'm at, I will be the best at the stage that I am at. And if I get a chance to do bigger. I'm going to take that step and then I'm going to work my ass off to become the best at the stage that I'm on. And that hustle of mine is I have pissed a few people off. I have lost friends. I guess I really can't call them friends, but it's just mm. like, nah, man, like this is, this is it. Like I audit my circle, my inner circle. I audit it. I audit it weekly. And if I don't think you're not doing what's to be, what's, necessary to stay in my circle i quietly let you go and you will you get replaced <laughs> simple, <laughs> simple as that because i'm you are the sum of the people you associate with mm -hmm. i'm trying to win so i'm trying to associate myself with winners i i've learned two things that have to come out of this podcast this episode from that one little segment one is there needs to be a t-shirt the dream is free on the front and, and the hustle oh, on the back. Oh, that, that, oh, that's one. And two. That's a shirt. That's a shirt. And two, I wanted O'Shea Edwards Positivity Podcast. Because like <laughs> just that little bit right there. I'm like, man, if I heard that every morning when I woke up, I'd you be like, would run through a brick wall. Exactly. Yeah, man. You know what? Because of, you said brick wall, you were the third person in about a year and a half I've ever heard say that when I talk. Like you get you get me so amped, I'll run through a brick wall for you. I'm like, dude, let's yep. go, let's go. It's true. Who that brick wall ever beat? You know, I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, some people hit brick walls and they fall right down. Now, what was what was your first bump like in the ring? You know how how did it, how did it feel when you hit the mat for the first time? Was was it? half exhilaration half pain was it oh my god i'm doing this what what, what was the feeling well honestly i tell people something it didn't hurt um like i said i grew up getting knocked around all my life i joined the fire department 
getting getting knocked down <laughs> like all the time, you know. It, it was a thing where like I had to get up because if I didn't, man, I was dead. So I, had, I you brother, you better get up. Um, when I I was I was afraid I was gonna like hit the back of my head, so I was really worried about it. So my very first bump was really like I don't say timid, but you can tell I was trying to like figure it out. And so the the trick was they made me act like as if I was sitting down, like you're sitting in a chair, like you do an air squat. I was like okay. And they just push me, bam. And they kick your feet out and fall, bam. And I just, I had it. And I was like, oh, that's it? That, that's it? Oh, I got this. And so <laughs> we uh, we went from, like, I was taking show tackle bumps. I would do, like, oh, can you do a front flip? Sure fucking can. Um, I would do, like, you know, front bumps and all that good stuff. And eventually I just had it. I was like, all right, cool. Cool and like so, bumping wasn't an issue for me, and it was it was not that big a deal. But once I got that first one out of the way, I, I kind of looked around like, oh, you know, you boys fucked up now, right? <laughs> you know, you fucked up. <laughs> you guys are in trouble. Yeah, you guys, you guys are in big trouble now. I, I figured it out. Oh, that's too funny. Now you mentioned Ring of Honor really quickly. Uh, yeah, and I know you've done some. You've you've done a bunch of stuff for the future of Honor. Um, what has the experience like with with Ring of Honor? You know how how has it been for you? Uh, I so you're gonna have to ex- excuse all the sports metaphors. So uh, I said, work. I told people before, like working with Ring of Honor is like going from high school football to college football. Um, when you're in high school and you're the best person on that team, you're the man. You're the man on that team. But then you go to college, and then you realize that everybody on that team was the man in high school, <laughs> you know? So now it doesn't matter to you with the man. I was a man in high school. I don't care. That don't mean <laughs> shit to me, you know? And then on top of that, your playbook goes from, like, a few pieces of paper stapled together to a fucking textbook. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn it on the fly. Mm-hmm. And so getting a chance to work with them has been one of the most frustrating in a good way. Uh, and the most humbling in a good way. Because just when you think you have it, you don't. Just when you think, oh, yeah, man, I, I've got this down packed. No, you don't. And, and then on top of that, he's like, let me show you why. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, because now, now you're not wrestling in front of like 100 or 500 people. No, nah, man, now you're going to wrestle in front of, like, maybe, five, you know, 5,000, 10,000 people, mm-hmm. and then you're going to wrestle people at home. Oh, that's right. We do TV here. Yeah, mm-hmm. jackass, we do TV here. <laughs> oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> so, you know, you have to change your game up a little bit. But the beauty of it is, is when you change your game up like that, your game automatically evolves because – one or two things going to happen. Either you elevate yourself to hang in there with some of the best in the world, or two, you're going to fall off. One of, one of the two. You're going you're to fall off. I refuse to fall off. Like, at that point, Tom, man, like I said, I, I, moved, I moved to Baltimore. I just quit my fire department job. I, I cannot go back. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> that, is, that is done. So, man, I'm going to go back to that job. Like, yeah, oh, you didn't make it a wrestling, huh? You jerk. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm doing Like, this hat. And that's what I'm saying. Once I took away that safety net for myself, like this has to work now. It has to work. So it was, hey, man, you can suck this up real quick 
and get to fucking work. Because you can't go back to Atlanta. There's nothing for you there. So what's it going to be? And I was like, okay, the gauntlet has been laid out. Let's get better. And so within the time that I moved up here, man, like I said, things started hitting. Things started hitting. And now I'm able to work. I know what I'm – like for my size, I know what I'm doing. I know what works for me. I know what doesn't work for me. And then the, the guys at the dojo who really going to pull any punches. Like they're not going to be jerks to you. But if it doesn't work or if it's ugly, they're going to let you know. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Cool. Try something else. Hey, that works. Put that in your back pocket. But let's let's tweak this. Let's do this here. Let's do that there. Da 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 da. This that and the other. Blah 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 blah. And before you know it, bam! You have a new sequence you have in your back pocket that you never thought you could do before. So now, when I come back to Georgia, I come back to Tennessee. I start traveling. I start playing these little gems, just wrestling gems. I'm like, uh, when he left, he couldn't do that. I'm like, I'm back, baby, and I'm better than ever. Like, what's what's up? Let's go. And now, now, so now, when I work, I'm working like this whole other gear. And I and my, I tell people all the time of, hey, let's go, because I am not going to, I'm not going to downshift to accommodate you, right? Uh, we're going. And if you don't like it, well, hey, man, everybody's going to find out real quick that this ain't for you. It's, it's, I was going to ask about motivation, but you already, you covered that. You boom, you, we got, <laughs> we got the motivation. There's, there's no safe, there's no safety net anymore. The only that this, this is what it is. This, like you said, this is the dream and you're hustling all the way to the top there. So, right. I mean, I, th- that's the motivation people. I mean, that, that's what it is. So now, you wrestle with action. You're a little bit with Ring of Honor. This it isn't a normal question that we kind of ask anybody, but, you know, is there anywhere else that you want to wrestle in the future? All right. You got a pen and pad ready? Because here we I, go. Hold um, on. I got it right here. Let's go. <laughs> the pen open. So, um, I want to wrestle for freelance. I want to wrestle for war, uh, warrior wrestling. I want to wrestle for uh, AAW. I want to wrestle for AIW. Um, I want to wrestle for Battle Club. Um, shit. No, I'm, I, mean, I want to wrestle for AML. Uh, I want to go out west. I want to wrestle there. I want to go to the Pacific Northwest. And, and, you know, I want to wrestle out there. I want to go to Texas. I want to wrestle there. That's just for the indies. That's just the, the, the top, in my head, yeah. top tier indies. Like that. So I want to work for GCW. You know, these, mm-hmm. these, are the, these are the guys who are on the cusp of just like, boop, you're there. And then on top of that, like, that's just na- nationally. I'm not even done because I want to cross the border. I want to work for Smash. I want to work for Alpha One. I want to go across – I want to cross the sea. I want to work for Title, Riptide, Progress. Like, I want to work for all of them. I don't want to leave a stone unturned. And I, I never want to be like, oh, man, I would have made it if I just wrestled for that person. Nah. Now, I, I want to do it, and not because someone, you know, oh, yeah, just use this guy. Like, no, I want you to call me. Like, hey, brother, we see what you do, and we want you on our show. Cool. Let's talk. You know, like, I, 20, 2021, I want, I want a U.K. tour. Like, that is, that, is my, that is my singular goal in 2021. It's take a month off from work and go, boom, I'm going to wrestle in the U.K. for a month. I want to pull up for Sugar. I want to pull up for Sugar D. 
I'm going to pull up a Darius Lockhart and kill it for a month. Well, I mean, if anybody has watched any of your matches, you could definitely do that. And as soon as all this outside crap goes away, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that happening in the States, in North America, across the, across the globe, I can see it. That's, that is, that is, that is the, that is the, that's the plan. Oh, that is the plan. It's even sweeter if I do it with, if I do it by myself. Like, there's mm-hmm. no big name checking off on me. There's no major promotion signing off on me. It's like, no, man, I will succeed either with or without you. This train yeah. does not stop at all. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. big bad Kaiju Tour 2021. Dude, just knocking over buildings city by city. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. I, I love that answer because it's, it's not about – it's about what you can do and what you're going to do. It's not about anything being handed to you. You're going to earn every bit. And not only that, you want to go and you want to go find out what's out there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's exciting in itself is because you can go see the world doing something you love, which I think is like the coolest thing ever. It is, man. It, it, it is. I, I've traveled the world twice over again and that's outside of wrestling like the fire department got me traveling the world and so i'm like oh man if i do this fighting fire i'm pretty sure wrestling i can go a lot fucking further mm-hmm. and that's all and and that's been it like you know the the one of my biggest dreams is to wrestle in japan okay well if i know i work for ring of honor they do have ties with those guys so more than likely hey that's a better shot than i have doing it by myself mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i'm gonna i'm not gonna try to do it by myself like why not yeah. But, you know, it's just like, yeah, man, let's – I owe it to myself to see how far this thing goes. I, I do. I really do owe it to myself to see how far it goes. Yep. And I, I think it's something that we bring up a lot in our, in our discussions and in our interviews, timing and being ready. And if you're out there and you're constantly putting yourself out there and constantly yeah. wrestling and pushing yourself, you're going to be ready and the time's going to come. That's it, man. Because once you get ready, like, well, actually, it's not even getting ready. Once you once you get ready, you stay ready. You stay ready. Because once you stay ready, you never have to get ready ever again. You already – let's go. Oh, you can do this now? Yeah. I've been waiting on y'all. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. All right. So, let's get back to action wrestling. Speaking yes. of waiting, we're waiting for the big day. We're waiting for Friday night fights. And Angela's late. You got a big match coming up. She just had a great match with Nolan Ed where people are talking about it. It just aired on IWTV tonight. What do you think about this match? What do you, what do you have in store for this big spot on the card? All right. Because I've been trying to be cool about this. But the minute, like, my, I tape up all the time. I was like, there won't be no, like, don't start no shit. There won't be no shit. Um... The minute my name came out of her mouth, using her Twitter thumbs, I'm like, now nah, you fucked up. Mm. Now, now you fucked up. Like, I, the next three weeks are huge for me. I have to wrestle roughly eight times in six days in the next three weeks. And I was going to be cool, like, just, yo, let's have a banger and do whatever. Because I got some personal matches coming up. But the minute you say my name on some bullshit... I'm like, now I got to fuck you up. I was already going to fuck you up to begin with. 
now I really got to fuck you up. Because it's real easy to talk shit on Twitter. Say that shit to my face and then see what happens. Because just because you got freedom of speech don't mean you ain't got freedom from consequences. And she's going to find out real fucking quick that I am the right one on the wrong day. Like, I'll, I told her on Twitter, like, I'll break your neck again. Like, I do not care right now. And, yeah, I'll go to Applebee's. And I know Applebee's ain't exactly fine dining. But you know what? There's no more fucking Sizzler and Fogo de Chão don't c- close at fucking 11. So all I got is Applebee's. So it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you want to keep talking shit? I ain't Nolan Edwards. I don't need a table. I don't need a chair. I am the fucking weapon. I will take her career and her fucking neck and then, like I said, go have a beer. Like, I just went to work. Because that's what it is. This is fucking work. She got the wrong one, but she's going to find out, though. She's going to find out. But it's cool to, you know, hey, talk all the shit you want to. Talk is cheap. It's why everyone does it. But unfortunately for her, she's going to find out she has insufficient funds for tonight. It sounds like she might have bitten off a little bit more than she could chew for this oh, match. Bro- Brother, there is no might. She has. All she had to do was shut the fuck up. That's all she had to do was shut the fuck up. Nope. Nope. And now her mouth wrote a check that her ass can't fucking cash. But I'm about to get my money, though. Believe that. I'm going to get my money. <laughs> and personally, I like Applebee's. Their raspberry tea is delicious. It's you know, one of my fucking, favorites. Brother, fucking riblets? Come on, Ooh, man. I got some riblets. They got rid right. of the little onion petals, though. Yeah. Oh, they they get rid of the riblets? No, no, they got the riblets. They got rid of the onion petals, man. Remember the little yeah. onion petals? Those were good. Those I were love good. those, those things. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. Like I said, Friday, she like I said, in two weeks, she's gonna find out what's up. She will find out what's up. Case in point. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait, O'Shea. I'm so excited for that match. So excited to be there watching be there. live. I am, I am very excited. I'm going to be there. So uh, I will stand back and you just do your business. Yeah, like bring a poncho. Like I don't want to get – I don't want to get on a shirt, you know what I'm saying? But Splash like, zone, you know, yeah. It's like a Gallagher show. It's like a Gallagher show, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll crush her head like a watermelon. I don't care. Oh, all right. All right. Things are getting tense in here. Let's calm it down a little bit. Let's, let's get out of the wrestling ring. <laughs> let's get out of the wrestling right. ring. And right. what are you doing for a hobby? Do you, and most wrestlers don't have a ton of time. You mentioned a few things that you like to do when we were talking about what you were like as a young O'Shea, but what are you doing for hobbies? What kind of things are you into? I'm, I'm, still, I'm still a nerd. So I have an Xbox and a PlayStation 4. I sit in my basement and on my curved TV, and I play that all the time. Um, I love cars, so I have a little daily that I kind of put around in all day, and I'm kind of tooling on that. Um, be honest with you, like, even outside of the ring, like, my mind's always business-focused. So I'm always looking for, like, new graphic designers. I, I love taking in, like, new mediums of art. Um, I like taking in mediums of, like, film because I'm going to use it. You know, I, I'm gonna, I like to ask questions about how guys film this, how guys film that, because I, I want to film it. You know, I want to try it for myself. I want to see if it works. Um, but, like, if I have to do nothing to do with wrestling, it's really going to be, like, not even the, I'll say, take the gym out of it. Like, I'll take that out of it. Yeah. Like, I, I love football. I love sports. I love live sports. I'll be like that. Live sports is the best. 
that way the past six months has been like absolutely killer for me because I'm like, I, there's no life force. Like, what am I, what the, what the, what the fuck, man? Like, the closest baseball team to me is the Orioles. The Orioles blow. But they damn it, terrible. I would, no, they're god awful. <laughs> but I would love to go to a game. Yeah. I would, who would go to Camden Yard? Like, come on, man. You know, like, I, I want to go see the Ravens play. Of course, I can't. Like, I just got into hockey. Holy shit, is that fun. Oh, we went to, I, I went to a, I went to a Capitals game. I'm like, what is this? What our, is happening? Our friendship has just blossomed to like it's level growing. four now. It's growing. We're at level four. We're, it's it's <laughs> raising. It's raging. I, well, both Christopher and I are huge hockey fans. So to hear you say that you, you now I, have I, a newfound I, love for the game is awesome. Yeah. So like when we moved, people were like, oh, yeah, like there's a bunch of minor league teams near you. And I was like, yep. what? Like, Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Because our first game were, it was Capitals games. Like, it's, it was close. It was like 40 minutes. So, like, whatever. So, I, I guess we became, like, de facto Capitals fans. Like, I don't know. I barely know half the teams. Like, unless your name is Mario Lemieux or fucking Wayne Gretzky, I'm like, who are you? Like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, don't, no disrespect, dude. But, fuck, man, I don't know. Um, but even still, like, I love it. Like, I had such a great time. And everybody there was so dope because – we're sitting in there, and like a jackass, our first seats were like seven rows back from the glass. Now I refuse to be anything else away from that glass. Agreed. I'm assuming we're I'm assuming we're seven rows back, right? I don't yeah. mean an upper deck like a bu- like a bunch of peasants, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> um, so like we were sitting there, and you can tell I was a little confused about what was going on. So there's this family behind us, and they have like season tickets. And they were like, hey, we don't want to intrude, but is this your first time? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I've never been to a hockey game at all. Like, I watched it on TV, like, fleetingly, but, like, this is our first one. And they're like, oh. And they proceed to explain the entire game as it was happening. And I'm like, this is insane. I was like, so this game doesn't do that. I'm like, so, like, this game doesn't stop at all? They're like, no, unless someone's bleeding or someone's hurt, it's going to keep going. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm in for this. Hell yeah, I'm in for this. So, like, now I watch it on TV, and, you know, I still watch it, especially if the game's, like, close. But, like, man, I, I miss going live. Like, I, I – uh, it's not the same, man. It's so not the same. Yeah, live, live hockey to me is the best live sport that's out there it, right it, now. It, 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 and it's, it's, it's not expensive. No, it's not expensive at all, man. Like I'm a Yankees fan, but hey, you want to go to a Yankees game? I'm like, uh, you got a you got a firstborn sonny one to give up? Cause that's what it's gonna cost. Yeah, it's, that's what it's gonna cost you to get you in. Not let alone find the seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, again, the you and Chuck. I mean, you guys can go to Applebee's, go back to his place, play with Legos, watch hockey. I mean, you guys are all set. I mean, it's it's gonna yeah, work out really well. Oh, we're gonna be good, man. We're gonna be we're gonna, we're gonna be de facto roomies pretty soon. Like, is he ever gonna leave? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. So let's let's get on the road. You're on the road right now. Yeah. You you mentioned you got really good stories that you can't tell us. Now, what kind of stories can you tell us? Because we love road stories because there's always just fun things that happen. You've been traveling. You're one that wants to travel, wants to go around, is willing to travel for wrestling. Most wrestlers like to do that. 
what's going on on the road? Give us a fun story that happened on the road. <laughs> the, the, the beginning the, laugh the is fun, always good. The always good. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right? That's always the best part. So, man, so really, okay, cool. So, um, it's, it's like actually October of like last year. Uh, I'm in the car. Actually, they, they kind of picked me up. Like, so it's the Carnies with Kevin Koo, and um, they, we, they, we all did action, and then they called Spend Night at my house, and then we were going to drive down to um, where we're going we're gonna to drive down to Florida because we do the fest. And I've never been to fest wrestling in Florida, Gainesville, but it's, it's, a, it's a hoot and a half. Like, you guys got to go. It's, it's a trip. Um, so I'm like, when's the show? And she's like, well, the show's on Saturday. I mean, Sunday. I'm like, so what are we gonna do all day Saturday? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, Universal for Horror Nights. Oh, word! All yeah, right. we're gonna do that. And so, <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit! Like, hell yeah! Just a group of guys in the car going to Universal at dumb as shit. That's all we did. We damn near closed that place down. So at this point in time, it's like 1130. We've been on the road all morning long. And I'm like, so where are we staying? And followed by, we don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like, yeah, we haven't thought that far ahead yet. The fuck you mean you haven't thought that far ahead yet? It's like, well, we were going to try to see if we can get something in Orlando or da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, boys, it's 11.30 on a Saturday in it's Orlando. Town. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't shit available that you guys are going to want to sleep at. You're like, well, we can all go to Gainesville and just kind of crash in the car and da-da-da-da. And I was like, eh, hold on a second. So, like, I have, like, I use Hotels.com because, you know, I get free nights, whatever. And I just find it just so happen to have a free night. Just, oh, I mean, just right on the butt. And I, I'm like, hey, boys, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. Like, I, I fucking got it. And so, like, just by the – just luck. Just a stroke of fucking luck. Like, we find this hotel, and it's literally – like, they have – like, we took the last room. So, now you got four guys and a – two double room splitting beds <laughs> and i am just like this is my life right now and i am okay with this and so, <laughs> really at that point like we're just all goofing off because at this point i'm just with your bud and so we're in the room goofing off and nick Iggy will hate he hates me now because he like he does all these dad jokes he has a book of dad jokes, which are actually pretty funny. Like, look it up. It's pretty fucking trip. So he <laughs> told this joke, and he's like, oh, shit, you heard this joke before. He tells the joke, and it was like something, something. Hey, do you want to go? Do you want something? To, like, basically, he took some shit to the dance, whatever. I go, wait a minute. Is this one where there was no punchline? And the look of murder that was on Nick's face, like, you motherfucker, if you ever – Destroy one of my jokes ever again. <laughs> I'll kill you. And I'm, I'm like, dude, are you that upset right now? Because I stole the punchline of your joke? And everybody's like, yeah, he takes his dad jokes pretty seriously. 
What do you want to do? It's a joke. He's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, what do you mean you don't want to talk to me anymore? We're sharing the same bed together. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, no. I'm like, man, I'm going to touch your butt tonight. He's like, I don't care. I don't want to talk to you for the rest of the night. And I was like, all over a joke. And so every once in a while, I'll talk to him. I was like, hey, there was no punchline. And he goes, we're not talking anymore. And I'm like, oh, don't be like that. He's like, we're not talking anymore. Like, I still have to forgive you for that. I'm like, come on. Like, no, no. I will, as, long as, I, as long as I live, fuck you for singing my joke. I'm like, all right, bro. You got it, man. <laughs> oh, my. That's, an, that's another T-shirt. Yeah. There, wa- there was no punchline. <laughs> there was no punchline. With an outline of the Kool-Aid man behind him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like it. Christopher, get on that. Design that. I'm on it. I'm jotting it down. Write it down. (laughs) Down. Jot it down. Oh, man. Okay, well, now we're at favorites. All right. We're going to try to get some of your favorites. So, we already heard your favorite baseball team is the Yankees. Yeah. Your your de facto favorite hockey team is the Capitals. Yeah. Who's your favorite football team? College or pro? Uh, we're going to go pro. Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Hey, you're in the right area. Down, down, I've been down since 96. I'm like down since Vinny Testaverde took the first fucking snap. <laughs> nice. Dropping the Testaverde. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, right? The proud of Miami, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you're traveling. We just had a traveling story. Okay. What, what is on the radio? What are you listening to? Whew. Oh boy! Right, I tell you what, I tell you what I'm listening to right now on repeat. Um, "Little Wings" by Jimi Hendrix. It's maybe like two and a half minutes long, but it's just a dope little song. Um, like that's been on repeat like quite a quite a bit. Um, my taste, man, my musical tastes are like like a Jackson Pollock painting, dude. It's everywhere. Um, I like I like a little bit of rock. I like hip hop, pop classical stuff like i there's moments where like the classical stuff like man i really like i really fucking get into it um if you get into some dark beethoven uh ones man those are those are some interesting uh symphonies (laughs) and stuff that he has yeah yeah man and it's it's just like right now the the one song i've really been really been on right now is um uh, pretty much like uh, four seasons, like winter one. It's a, okay. it's it's great. It, it, yeah. It's it's apps. It's it's great. I love like I love like like hearing individual instruments and stuff like that. Like I love it. Like I like to pinpoint it. I like to see where they're coming in and where they're not coming in and when they fade out. They do this. They do that. And so stuff like that. Like I really get hype on. That's why like when like for Shinsuke when he does NXT stuff yes. and he came out with that dude with the violin. I lost it. Anytime someone uses live instruments to do an in- entrance, I'm in. Like, I don't care what you do at that point. I'm in. Like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm so in. Like, I love Walter's theme. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And it fits so well because you, people can do it live. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for this. Like, I'm, I'm invested in you now. That's awesome. Chris, All right, Chris, Chris, O'Shea, y- 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 I'm going to blow your mind. Chuck, oh. tell, o- tell O'Shea what your job was in a former life and what you can do. <laughs> so in a former life, 
Uh, I was an assistant director of a band program in Connecticut. Uh, mainly worked with the marching band, the pep band, uh, and a little bit of the concert band. Conducted, did all that stuff. Uh, and I mean, n not that you can see us right now, but I'm a, I I'm a bald-headed, bearded, bigger guy. I'm like 5'11", probably 295, 300. And I played the piccolo and the flute all through my school years uh, while in music. Believe it or not, like, that doesn't even shock me. I like that. Like, it, it, it doesn't. Like, I'm like, no, like, no, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds, if you say something about the tuba, I'm like, uh, all right, that was a little stereotypical. But, like, like no, that, no, but the flute, I'm in. Like, it takes, a, it takes a certain breed of person to play that instrument. It just does. It, 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 it just does. My mother played the violin. It's where I got my love and music from. I can't play a lick. Like, I tried to play hot cross buns, and I'm pretty sure I offended somebody <laughs> by playing it. And it was gone off to the point where I go, you know what? This isn't for me. And I just put it up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Nah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. Mom, I'm leaving it up to you. <laughs> hey, like stuff like like live instruments, a live band. Like I love, man. Like in Atlanta, they used to have Battle of the Bands all the time in the Georgia Dome, and it was oh, yeah. a treat. Like anybody who's anybody, the marching band was coming up, and they were going to show out, and I loved it. Like I, I absolutely loved it. That's some awesome stuff. Now you mentioned you mentioned classical, and you mentioned that you like rock. Uh, I would check out the, I think it's the London Symphony's uh, um, Cashmere album. They do all Led Zeppelin stuff, and it's all from the London Symphony Orchestra. It is absolutely amazing. I don't know if you're into Zeppelin, but that is a great album. I can be. <laughs> we have reached level eight of best friends, like right now. Like, that's, that's where we're at, level eight. I know, okay. I know. Let's see. What 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 other favorites? Okay. You've traveled around a lot. What's your favorite city to visit? International or, or nationally? Uh we'll go all, globally. Globally. Okay. Um uh, I would say it's a tie with um Osaka and Toronto. Ooh. Um but Osaka edges it out, man. Um, I love the time I spent in Japan. I spent like maybe a week and a half in Japan. Oh, and um, I loved every bleeding second of it. Um, like Japan has been one of the places I wanted to go since I was a little kid. And to finally get a chance to go as an adult was like to be able to, to be able to check something off your bucket list is it's amazing, man. It feels it feels great. Um, like the last day I was there, dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like I cried the last day because I didn't want to go home. Like I didn't want to go home. Um, I, I, I just wanted to stay there. Um, but if I had to round out the podium, third place is Sydney. Okay. Like it's Osaka, Toronto, and Sydney. And I like, yep. Like if you give me one of the three places, wouldn't turn it down. Like, yep, let's go. Nice. Now, in the U.S., what has been your favorite city to wrestle in? Nashville. Hands down. H hands down. 
Nashville, if everything didn't work up here the way it did, like that's where I was going next. Like I was gonna, I was gonna just settle down in Nashville. That was gonna be it. Um, to this day, um, the guy, the wrestling scene in Nashville, guys have been like, yeah, you pretty much Nashville's adopted son. And I'm like, that's cool. Like Nashville was a home for me before I even knew what a home was. Um, and it was one of those things coming up in the wrestling business. Like Georgia told me no so many different times where I wasn't their guy or because they already had something like me or they didn't believe in what I was, what I could bring to the table or they didn't want to give me a chance to do what I could do on the table. Um, and so I had, and so the best thing that ever happened to me career wise was Georgia, the Georgia, the state of Georgia wrestling had to tell me no. Cause once they told me no, it forced me to go everywhere else. Yeah. But once again, though, the dream is, the dream is free. The hustle sold separately. And so it was, it was one of those things of Susan at the Nashville, man, they just embraced me so hard. And I, 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 I think I went back uh, maybe a month ago and I was in Chattanooga and um, I had a segment and I almost broke. And I, and it, the, one of the things I said was I don't regret a lot, but one thing I do regret was leaving Tennessee. Like that, that one, that one, that came from the heart. Like I regretted, I knew that me leaving the South, like I was going to have to let Nashville and like Chattanooga go. And that hurt me because I love that place so much, but I love what I'm doing. And I, I love what to come even more. So I had to let it go. Yeah. That stung. Like that stung a lot, and I and I will always stay true to Nashville. I will always stay loyal to Nashville, no matter what. Nashville is a fun city. We've we yeah yeah man we've it been is. there. It is is a fun is a fun place to visit, no matter what you're there for. Right? Yeah. It's just it's a great it's a great it's a great time. It's real easy to get into. Baltimore, fly, I mean Southwest Plaza from Baltimore on the hour every hour so mm-hmm. it's like sweet getting in and out is nothing and so like it just makes like I said it just makes it even easier for me to get if I got to get there I can get there no big deal yeah okay in your career who who have you had the most fun with in the ring who's your favorite opponent and it could be because of a certain match it could be because of the chemistry you have with this person uh, but who would be your favorite opponent Brett Ison. Brett Ison. Um, me and Brett go back about four or five years. Um, like, I actually, I have Brett the, the following day. Like, that Saturday, I, I got I to gotta wrestle Brett. Um, to the point where I, I built a series of promos just for this one match. Like, I built a series of promos just for this match. Um, me and Brett have been, like, tag partners. Me and Brett have gone to war together, and me and Brett have gone to war each against each other um like i told somebody before like without brent eisen there is no me like there i am not the wrestler i am without him and on that same vein there is no brent eisen without me there just isn't like me and brent bring that level out of each other where it's just like i'm gonna beat you nah not if i beat you first and we just we're just there 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 um where we don't, we don't, we just, we just look at each other and we know where we're at. Any chance I get to be in the ring with Brett, I like. Just you're just along for the ride. Yeah. Like this is a, this isn't a match for fans. 
No, this is two guys who are going to air out some differences with one another right now, and they're going to be better for it. And then they're going to have a drink, and then they're going to go their separate ways until they meet again. Like, Brett, Brett is that guy for me. Nice. He, will, he will always be that guy for me. And I know um, uh, we were kind of – I mean, at least I was. Christopher wasn't on this particular interview, but I know we talked to Matt from Action Wrestling, uh, and he brought up Brett's name, and, you know, that made me go and check him out even more. So I, I – and I've watched a, at least – two or three maybe even more of of you guys matches against each other so i uh, hearing it from your mouth and remembering what i saw in those matches it, you know you you can it really makes a connection now right if you haven't if you haven't seen the front the, the first part that i've done for this already um it's a, i tell people time like it's a setup it's a it's a it's a setup for what's coming down the line um Part two comes out today, Sunday, so tomorrow. Um, I'm going to put it out there. Um, and there's two more parts after that. I wasn't planning on it being that long. I don't like doing, like, long promos. But at the, at the same time, like, every word that I, that I said, it had to be said. And I can't take a word out because if I take out one word, it, it means nothing. So everything I, have, everything I said – it has to be said because it's the only way you're going to understand where this is coming from. Like, I want to bring in new fans for this. But to, to bring in new fans, I have to kind of start from the beginning to show you how we, how we got here. Folks, this ain't a one-off. <laughs> this is four or five years in the making. And more than likely, once we're done, we're probably still not done. And we're going to keep doing this again. Like, I told Brett on the phone one day, I'm like, dude, we are destined to do this dance forever. Like, we are. We're going to do this dance for, for, until the day one of us quit. We're going to keep doing it. We have to. So, it's this – is, this is deep. It's, it's not that simple. You know, but I tell people something like, if you want to get on this train, this is time to get on. This is going to get real dirty before this gets any better. And it goes back to that whole storytelling. You know, there's there's got to be a good story to get people hooked to make sure that they watch the next chapter and the chapter after that and the chapter after that. And, and the beauty thing is, like, Tennessee knows this story. They know this story. We had, we just never gave an ending. And they're, they're, they're hyped. They're, they are. I got guys coming in from Nashville to see it, Atlanta to see it. Um, I think, I mean, like Memphis to come see, like guys are coming in, like, I got to see this, like this stuff that I want to see. And I'm like, good. You're going to want to be here to see this. Nice. Okay. The last one that I have for the favorites is who is the dream match against? And I'm going to say that it, it, it could be anybody at any point in time in wrestling. So it could be something that could happen or it could be something that would never happen. So right. what would your dream match be? Who would it be against? Okay. So a match that I know that'll never happen. We'll do two of them. The match that I know will never happen is me and the rock. I know that match will never happen, but in my head, yeah, that, that's, that'll be fun. Um, I think just promos alone. 
would be oh. would be absolute would be absolute trip and yes. and, a, and a half. Um, in, in terms of matches that could possibly happen, I want Jeff Cobb. Like I, I want I want Jeff Cobb. Like I think me I think you put that on a post and like oh shit. You put Jeff Cobb against anybody else nine times of the same people are gonna go Jeff. But put me on put me on their next one. Uh, not that easy no more. You know mm. everything 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 Jeff can do I can do too. So now it becomes one of those things of just like who's will stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's it. So yeah yeah. That's a good one. Th- those are two good answers. Two good answers, Christopher. <laughs> Do you, have, do you do you did any any favorite questions pop up in your head? There are, things always pop up, and I, I always am interested in how people are nerding out. And you called yourself a nerd. We're all nerds in different ways. Yep. You mentioned video games. You mentioned the newer systems, but yep. being the fact that you were able to have a TV in your room as a kid, I have to imagine you had some video game systems back in the day and had some that favorites. That would be correct. <laughs> had some favorites from back then. So, what was your favorite? System and what was your favorite okay. game? Ooh, gonna dump it down to the system. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, at first I want to say Super Nintendo because man, a link to the past and Saturday Night Slam Masters were my shit. Mm. Um, but growing like really, my favorite system was my Nintendo sixty four. Every time. Every. Every, every time, everybody everyone loves, loves that. that system. <laughs> Dude, there's a vintage games. There's a vintage game store, and I'm I'm trying to find one. Like, let me find Nintendo 64. I'm blowing at least 500 bucks. Like, well, I guess I'm not paying the mortgage this month, and <laughs> I'm gonna buy me Nintendo 64 and all the fucking games. Whatever. Um, but like, so, so, come on, Mario 64. Yo, he was 3D. What? Like you jump in the lob and he jumps out holding his ass on fire running around. I'm like, come on, man, that's dope. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it just, it just what, dude? The Legend of Zelda, come on. Look, Kid Link, Adult Link, what the, what the fucking Ocarina of Time? Ah, oh, get just in my, just in my, just in my brain. Um, <laughs> it was, dude. When you had to play the music and if you fucked up, like you, you couldn't get it. I'm like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. We spent so many nights, like, doped up on fucking Domino's Pizza and Mountain Dew playing Super Smash Brothers. Like, that's all we did. We, you had that one kid with the system, hey, man, just bring your own controller. That's all we asked. Bring your own controller. <laughs> and if you're price, I have an extra one. And everyone had a rumble pack. And, <laughs> and it, was, it was fun. He had a rumble pack or a memory card. But, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. when No Mercy came out, Game over. Game over. You couldn't tell me anything. I was creating people left and right. I thought the story mode was great. The way you could unlock people when you finally unlock Andre the Giant. And me and my buddy stayed up all night long trying to 3D Andre the Giant. And we couldn't get it. And then we finally did it. And we were so excited. And then we go, what do we do now? (laughs) (laughs) Now we can play the game. Oh, okay, cool. And that's what we did. Um, like those wrestling games were so much fun. It was. I had so such a great time on Nintendo 64. 
I was really, really bummed when it broke. I was really bummed. I, I wore that system to the ground, man. Mm. Oof. But yeah, man, my '64 was was good. I, I enjoyed it. That was a, that was the last Nintendo console that I had. Was was my was my '64. After that, I was like, eh, I don't like this stuff anymore. They <laughs> couldn't beat it. After that point, they just there was no yeah. beating the '64. So it, it, to me, there wasn't. Like you, you like I didn't want to play. I got a PlayStation. I don't care. I have an Nintendo 64, dog. I can play four people. <laughs> What's up? You know? Yeah. Uh, enjoy your two people. We'll be over yeah. here with the four of us. Right. Yeah, you enjoy your PlayStation, too. Oh, you got Final Fantasy VII? Oh, for real? Can I come over <laughs> and play that, though? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you mentioned, uh, you know, creating wrestlers. Did you ever create yourself as a wrestler in a video game? Come on. Of course I did. It was the first thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I never know. <laughs> yeah, and then I have to like play the game so I can lock all the moves, all the real dope ass moves, so I can do all that. So pretty much my guy did just, oh nothing but finishers. That's all he did was finishers. <laughs> um, but you know, but I I love that I love like that type of like RPG style, like, character creation stuff. Like even now, like I still love it. Like one of my favorite games is Skyrim. Like I've beat that game up, down, left, right, and around again. And guess what I'm doing right now? Like, I am playing another playthrough because I'm like, eh, why not? Um, trick somebody new. Like, I enjoy those open world, like, the world evolves around you. It's a giant sandbox type game. So anytime I get a chance to, like, you know, play a good RPG, like a good immersive, like, RPG, like, I'm in mm. it. I'm all, I'm, I'm all, and I put on my headphones, and I'm like, well, I'll see y'all tomorrow. I ain't going to be worth shit a little bit. <laughs> um... But no, like yeah, yeah. I I really really enjoy it. like those are fun. Those are those are really really fun. I love video games. I I love I love talking retro games. One of our other yeah. podcasters, Big Baby Jimmy, he's big into all the role playing games. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're all just it, there's a, there's something out there for everybody when it comes to video games. I think. Dude, I remember my dad bought a Nintendo for the first time, and I we thought I was like, this is amazing. And he bought Zelda with the gold cartridge. Oh, yes. yeah. You remember, you remember how expensive those games were? Yeah. When he bought it, I was like, oh, it's gold? Ooh, it's gold. <laughs> and, you know, like, it was just great. And then, like, we got a Sega. And, you know, back, back when Joe Montana's – Right, Joe Montana's football came out. Yeah, and it sports all, talk yeah. football. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, man. Like when Nintendo with Tecmo Bowl and everyone picked the Raiders because you couldn't stop Bo Jackson. Bo. Or you picked Blades of Steel because you wanted to be the Kings because wasn't a fool, wasn't nobody stopping Wayne Gretzky. Like that was it, you know? Um, like we had the little pad that you plugged in, you played track and field and shit. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right? I, I, O'Shea, I have that still. Yes. <laughs> I have the power pad. <laughs> I'm holding that thing right now, bro. Like, <laughs> Excite Mike. We could yes. love Excite Bike. Nothing but nothing but jumps. That's all <laughs> jumps. Yep. All jumps. That's Just it. Overheat, jumps. overheating that engine and flipping it every two and seconds. Sit there and wait and wait. All right, cool. That was <laughs> it, man. Fuck, bro. And then, like I said, I had my Sega. Sonic the Hitchhog was was my was my jam. Um, that's when NBA Jam came out. Yes. And everyone loved NBA Jam. But everybody's pissed because Michael Jordan went in the game. Um, but you, everybody knew all the codes. 
So you get like mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, like uh, George Clinton, like fuck it, like whatever, do whatever you want to do. Um, and that's when like Mortal Kombat came, and everybody's getting real pissy about Mortal Kombat. It's too bloody. Ugh. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like fuck it, whatever. <laughs> um, like since then I have my Super Nintendo. Like that's when I fell in love with like NBA Live on like Super Nintendo. I thought it was great. Um, I had King Griffey Jr.'s baseball mm-hmm. on my Super Nintendo. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> like, oh, I love this game. Um, but that's when I got, like, that's when I started getting the Street Fighter a little bit. And, you know, uh, uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters on Capcom was just amazing. It was an amazing game. Like, I, I think that game's highly underrated for wrestling games. It doesn't get the love it should. Um, but even still, man, like, that was that, – and like I said, then at that point, I might, you know, I started graduating a little bit. 64, then PS2, PS3, Xbox. 360, Xbox One, and then I have Xbox One and PS4 that just kind of sit in my basement, and when I get bored, I'm like, well, going downstairs and play my games, <laughs> that's that's where I spend my night. It's the evolution. It's the evolution of what you're into and, and evolution of gaming, too, because you just mentioned, like, a bunch of games that are very different. Oh, man. It, and they were all amazing. Yeah. Just all just going through how gaming has been changing more and more and more and i want to go back <laughs> to all those games so i have all those systems you were just talking about i haven't yeah. gotten into the ps4s and everything i play genesis nintendo 64 nintendo super nintendo that's me I, i'm good i'm i'm gonna just stay back there you guys take all the new games and i'll just take care of the retro games for you right <laughs> i wish i had those i just oh, got my ro- i just got my rock band <laughs> yo I'll kill Rock. Well, you, hey, so you know there's an arcade in York, right? Yeah, yeah, been uh, down in York City. Yeah, so I went there the, um, I was there the other day, and I was like, yo, this is awesome. (laughs) Oh, 10 bucks for an hour, and I can play all the games? Yep. Yeah, I'm in for this. Oh, you guys have Turtles in Time? Yeah, I'll play that. You guys have The Simpsons? I'm definitely going to play that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. some people with some vacuum cleaners and Marge Simpson. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marge Simpson on that, on that rollerblade? I'm going to have a skateboard? Yeah, bro. You ain't going to tell me nothing right now. <laughs> My daughter loves going there. Oh, it's so much fun. It's an absolute blast. Oh, yeah. I love it. I absolutely and it, love it. And it's closer and cheaper than, like, the David Busters that's up in uh, Harrisburg. That's not video games. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and, and you still have to pay for those. Yeah, you still gotta pay for those. So, but no, I, I, my games are, you know, and like when I got married, my wife was like, well, "You play your games a lot." I'm like, "Actually, honey, it could be worse." It's like, what do you mean? I could be booting black tar heroin right now, but I'm not. I'm just playing video games, which means you know where I am <laughs> at all times. You have a good idea where I am. Like, you got off lucky. You got off real lucky. <laughs> See the be- the best part. I'm a, a, a huge rock band fan, and when I put it on the one day, my wife was like, oh, well, I'll sing. I mean, you got to have a couple of songs that I know. And I have like, I don't even know, 2,000 songs, something like that, that I've downloaded over time. So, like, she'll play with me and she'll sing. My daughter will sing. Like, when my daughter's friends are over, like, I'll play guitar. Somebody will hop on the drums. We'll just have a whole, a whole, whole family uh, rock band session. <laughs> Well, we're here. We've, we've, we've talked about everything tonight. Just about. Just about. And we're at the final <laughs> question. 
we are we are at the cookie question the most important question okay now oreo cookies are you on team single stuff the classic oreo or team double stuff i had to think about this one right because the partner was like oh i can do either or and if i said that i'd be lying to you so i have to answer this question like i answered the peanut butter and jelly question right like some people like more peanut butter than jelly some people like more jelly than their peanut butter and but either answer like isn't wrong you know i'm not gonna lie i am a purist when it comes to my oreo because i do enjoy the whole ratio of cream to cookie i do and if you have more than one than the other it's just off it's it's just off for me and i can eat oreo cookies by the sleeve like a wood chipper just put them in my mouth and you'll just see little oreo bits go flying oreo dust just in the air as you just see me gonna go next sleeve and so like i have to stick with my guns and go i'm a single oreo guy just because of like i need that perfect ratio of cookie to cream just like on my peanut butter jelly sandwich i need that good ratio of bread to jelly to peanut butter because you've had too much you're like this is coming out coming out good at all so for me it has to be the single or single single stuff oreo cookie well friend level lowered one peg (laughs) (laughs) that's about a seven so we're good we're still, we're still good. good. We're, We're still, still good. a seven. We're, We're still, still level good. seven, which is strong. Very exactly. strong. <laughs> well, Shay, we're, we're not going to knock you for that. Everyone is allowed to make their decision about the Oreo cookies. That's why we asked the question. And we appreciate you being honest and not just giving us the, well, I like both. So I do appreciate that. <laughs> I've come too far. I've come too far to pussy out now. Exactly. <laughs> So this has been a blast. We've had so much fun talking about your career, how you've gotten here, what's coming, what could come in the future. Really, we want to thank you. Thank you for your time tonight. Thank you for taking the ride with us, you know, driving, actually, talking actually, to us. Thank you for taking the ride with me. It was more, there you more go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate your time. And we want to know where can people go find you? Where are they going to go find O'Shea Edwards? Sure, sure, sure. So on um, on the Twitters, it's uh, Big Mac Kaiju. K-A-I-J-U, just like that. And there's only one of me. So it's one of those, as soon as you see me, yeah, you know it's me. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. On, um, on Instagram, it's All Damn Day O'Shea. It's there too. Um, if any promoter's listening, and you should be, you should be listening to this podcast. If not, we're going to have to talk. Um, it's, you know, you can get me on, e- on an email, uh, book O'Shea all day at, you know, at gmail, gmail.com. Um, I tell people, Tom, you can, you can find me on Facebook. I don't advise it. Um, uh, because if I don't know you, I'm not going to add you. So, you know, there's also that, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm there, I'm there on the, on the, you know, on the face space as, as, as well. But usually my, my main two are going to be, um, 
Instagram and, and Twitter. Awesome. Nice. Well, we'll make sure to have all that at the end in the credits. I'm sure Chuck will do the nice voiceover as well because we just love hearing more Chuck. I mean, that's just great for everybody. I mean, look at that sultry voice. That yeah. sultry, sultry voice. That's right. That's right. And obviously, don't forget to go check out O'Shea when he goes into Tyrone, Georgia to wrestle for Action Wrestling on October 2nd. And then follow along. We're going to drive to Chattanooga for TWE and see him wrestle in Chattanooga. So it's like it's, it's a double-decker. We got two days of wrestling. Come see some murders. Come see murders, everybody. <laughs> yes. Someone might die. It's, like, it's, a, so, yeah. quad, oh, yeah. it's a quad-decker because – it's Each actually quad decker. Yeah. Shows. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Someone's gonna die. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget, we're gonna put all the socials out there. Make sure you go follow all the sponsors for these great shows. Follow us, obviously. Go hit the like button, go hit the subscribe button. Hold tight because we're going to have a few more of these interviews leading up to the show. And come hang out at the show. I think there was like five tickets left for the Friday night show still. I'm going to be there on Friday. O'Shea Edwards is going to be there. We're going to be going to Chattanooga the next day. Maybe I'll hop in the car. Who knows? We'll see what happens. You you never know what's going to happen, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. O'Shea, thank you for your time. We really appreciate you talking with us. We look forward to seeing what comes of the future, and we hope to be along for the ride. Brothers, um, thank you guys so much for this. Like I tell, when I, anytime I do this, these are always humbling for me. Um, I don't think I'm a big deal. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a big deal. I'm just a guy who just likes beating people up. So the fact that, like, you guys actually wanted to, like, talk to me, um, like, it's humbling. It, it's, it's really it's really big. Like. I, if I can go back in time and talk to my eight-year-old self and be like, hey, dude, in like, you know, 20-something years, you're going to be big shit. And people don't want to talk to you. My eight-year-old self probably say, go fuck yourself and get out of my face. Um, so, like, anytime something like this happens, man, it's, it's still – I'm, I'm humbled that you guys actually want to come talk to me. I appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you so much for giving this opportunity and this platform to, like, really, like, get myself out there. No problem. It was our pleasure. No yes, yeah, definitely. And thank you once again, just like Christopher said, make sure you like, subscribe, go follow O'Shea everywhere, go follow Action Wrestling, watch the shows. If you're close, there's like five tickets left. You, you, you can snatch one of them up if you're close enough in Georgia. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll check you out next time and uh, we'll see you around. Later. You can find the Big Bad Kaiju, O'Shea Edwards, on Twitter at Big Bad Kaiju. That's K-A-I-J-U. He's also on Instagram, big.bad.kaiju. For all booking inquiries, go to bookoshayallday at gmail.com. And you can find him on YouTube and get his merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. Just search for O'Shea Edwards. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also check out our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel 
twitch.tv slash thebaldmonkeys. And finally, listen to the Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.